welcome to the Girl Tries Life podcast, where we show you that women are capable of absolutely incredible things with the right tools, strategies, and mindset in place. I'm your host, Victoria Smith, and today on the podcast, we are talking about something I had absolutely zero intention of talking about uh, was not on my plan. It is something that happened in my life today that I just feel real fired up about. So before we get into that fun stuff, I want to let you know that the Girl Choice Life podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, which is powered by ATB. Now, if you don't know much about the Alberta Podcast Network, it is made up of some incredible podcasters across this great province on all kinds of topics. We've got news podcasts. Uh, Dave Berta is one of my favorite go-to for local politics. We have sports. We have pop culture. We have movies. We have uh, stories and storytelling. We've absolutely everything. And honestly, the, the people behind these podcasts are the heart and soul of them. They put in so much time and energy to something that usually is like off the side of their desks, right? I highly recommend that you go to albertapodcastnetwork.com and just take a take a little wander around to see what kind of themes uh, there are, what kind of podcasts suit those themes, and what you might be interested in because there are some real real gems within this. Uh, I've kind of gone on about individual podcasts on here before, but I I honestly just want to send you to albertapodcastnetwork.com to see what might be a fit for you. This particular episode is brought to you by Park Power, who's a provider of electricity and natural gas in Alberta that offers low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. So in Alberta, you get to choose who you buy your energy from. And if you choose Park Power, your money stays here. Plus, Park Power shares its profits with local not-for-profits that are working to make a difference for their communities. Shopping local is very important to Park Power's owner, Chris Kozowski. And we love local here at the Alberta Podcast Network, so it's really a great fit. So if you want to learn more, you can go to parkpower.ca. Okay. <laughs> I'm like flexing my <laughs> my hands here. I'm, I'm a little nervous about talking about this, but I also um, think it's really important. So I literally just got back from a conference that I was at today. It was actually like, it was a weird kind of conference because it was a conference that was held in Atlanta, Georgia, that was basically telecast to different places around the world. And we were watching the recording of the telecast. The w- an odd setup but like the speeches were absolutely phenomenal like the speakers who were telecast to us recorded telecast to us were absolutely phenomenal there was like Rachel Hollis there was Deshauna Barber Francesca Gino Glennon Doyle Kate Delaney Laura Ling there there were so many incredible speakers at this uh, event that we got to watch the recordings of and um in between sort of each videos, the facilitator kind of asked us what we thought, all that sort of stuff. Now, I want to talk particularly about Glennon Doyle's presentation. So if you haven't read her book, Love Warrior or um, Carry On Warrior, like she's just such an incredible writer who writes from the heart of what she's going through when she's going through it and has this phenomenal message for women. And her talk was all about, like the conference was all about courage, women in leadership roles, how to take courage. And she was talking about how women and girls in particular, like we struggle to trust our gut on things and how bravery can actually be doing what's in alignment with your gut and actually like taking that action. And, you know, she was talking about this really simple example, actually, about how like, you know, she's got um, sons and daughters and, you know, and their friends were all over. She asked the boys after school, like, hey, are you guys hungry? And then, you know, they're playing, watching TV or something and they look up and they all go, yeah. And what did the girls do? 
and we all in the room knew what they did. All the girls would look to each other and silently decide if they were hungry or not based on each other's feedback. (laughs) It was like telepathy. They were having this conversation. And of course they said, no, thank you. (laughs) Right? Like that was the, that was the 12 year old, I think, girl response to something. So instead of actually being connected to their physical gut, like were they feeling hungry? They looked outside of themselves for permission to take action um, for other people's approval. And I thought it was a really powerful conversation. She said so much more than that in the 20, 25 minutes. Um, And part of her conversation was about how that gut reaction when she met her now wife, Abby Wambach. And just that knowing, that instant knowing, and regardless of what anyone else felt, that that was the right relationship for her. And I'm going to tell you guys the really awkward thing that happened after that. So the facilitator gets up and she says, you know, I was almost not going to share that presentation. And I think a lot of us are like, why wouldn't you share that presentation? And like, also, hey, we paid for this, (laughs) you know, event and she was on the roster. Why would you not share it? And she said, well, I just don't always believe in trusting our gut. Um, Because she said, you know, there are murderers and pedophiles and whatnot out in the world. And like, they truly believe in their gut that what they're doing is right. Now, I'll give you that she has a point. (laughs) But (laughs) there was this great girl in the room who like spoke up immediately was like, I think there's an extreme difference between being a pedophile and a murderer or whatever, and like, just generally trusting your gut, right? Um, And I think most of us felt that way when we're kind of like, well, that's a really odd thing to bring up. Um, And then this woman at my table. Ugh, it really still makes me uncomfortable to think about it. But she was saying how, um, yeah, she kind of agreed. Um, And for her, she does not believe in gay marriage. Marriage is between a man and a woman. And, you know, there are there are certain things we shouldn't be teaching our kids about trusting their gut decisions. And, and she actually, she went on more than that. And I, I think I like blacked out, I swear to God, because like, you should have seen my face. Like I didn't say anything, but my face was like, mm, not comfortable with the conversation this woman is having. And the thing is, I know I wasn't alone. And here's the thing, her saying that, you know, she doesn't believe in gay marriage. That had absolutely nothing to do with the conversation about leadership and courage. That was her personal opinion based in religion, according to her, that people shouldn't marry the same gender as them. Um, That's her opinion. And it added nothing to the conversation. And the whole time I'm like, I should say something, I should say something, I should say something. And I didn't. And nobody in that room said anything. And I know I can't have been the only one uncomfortable with that. Like there were 20, 25 people in the room. There's no way I was the only one who felt extremely uncomfortable at that. And like it seriously tainted the rest of the day for me because I kept thinking to myself, what if there's an LGBTQ person in this room? Statistically, there probably is. And how would they feel 
A, having heard what that woman said, and B, for nobody in the room, myself included, to have said anything. Right? Because silence is pretty much the same as being complicit. And I know I wasn't complicit because I know in my head I was having the battle, but it was the polite female battle I was having in my head. If I want to say something because I believe what she's doing is wrong right now, this has absolutely no bearing on the conversation. It is hurtful. It is um, all these things. And yet I couldn't find the right words and I didn't want to make a scene, right? I didn't want to make a scene. And so I thought about it all afternoon. And I thought about it in the car ride home. And I thought about it when I was in the grocery store. And instead of beating myself up over, I wish I'd said something and I didn't, I was like, the, ac- the thing that I can take control over now, because that moment is past, I can't do anything about that. The thing I can take control over now is what would I say if and when that happens again? what would I say? And so I don't think what I'm about to say here is perfect. (laughs) But this is what I wish I had said. I wish I had halted the conversation and said, look, that may be your personal opinion. But it is not relevant to the conversation that we're having. And given that we're having a conversation about leadership and about courage, If any of us want to be good, even like just average leaders, even we have to be respectful and inclusive of everyone, not just the people who fit into what we agree with and our religion or our political beliefs. Like we have to be accepting of everyone and respectful of everyone. And what has just happened is not respectful. And if there's anyone in this room who is feeling unsafe or uncomfortable, I see you and I want you to know that you are safe in my company, that you are valued and respected by me. That's what I wish I had said. That's what I wish I had said. And It's funny because I texted my brother afterwards and I was talking to him about like what had happened. And he said, well, you were never going to change her mind. And I said, no, I agree. I like, I agree. Nothing that I would have said would have changed her mind. But I, if there was someone in the room who felt unsafe or uncomfortable, they would have known that I did not think what happened was okay or respectful. So where do we go from here and why am I actually telling you any of this, right? Like why am I like going off about like what kind of experience I just had today when this was not the podcast episode I had intended for you? It comes back to the courage, right? In my gut, what happened was not right. But my actions were not in alignment with my gut. Right? I didn't say the thing that I knew was right. Partly I didn't have the words in the right order and the fear behind it. But like, it goes back to what Glennon Doyle was saying about how 
courage is when you're in alignment with your gut and your actions. I wasn't in alignment today. And I think what I can do to be prepared next time, because I would like to think there'll be ne- never be a next time, but there is, right? Someone says something racist. Someone says something homophobic. Someone says something that is in complete disalignment with your beliefs or your system or anything like that. The thing is, we are allowed to have different opinions. That woman's allowed to feel the way she wants to feel. Do I agree with it? A hundred percent no. But it had no bearing on what we were talking about. Maybe tangentially, but hardly. And it did more harm than it could ever have done good. It did way more harm. And so I want to prepare myself for the future, right? So I do this a lot of like mental rehearsal. Like I talk to my clients about this mental rehearsal, mental rehearsal, how you're going to uh, achieve your goals, mental rehearsal, how you're going to overcome obstacles, um, mentally rehearsing for difficult conversations. Because in the moment, they're hard. That conversation, like not having been prepared for the words that came out of that woman's mouth in that scenario, like I was not prepared. I didn't feel the, what was going on in my head and my body was happening too fast. But now that I've processed it and I've thought about how it could apply to any other scenario in the future, I hope, I hope that, w- <laughs> don't cry, Victoria. <laughs> I hope that what happens in my gut is in alignment with what happens, what I say. I hope that I take courage. Because I won't lie, I felt like I let I let myself down today. I felt like that. And I felt like I let whoever was in that room that felt unsafe down. But, like I said, I can't rewrite what's happened. I can't go back. Um, I can only mentally rehearse for how I'm going to do things differently next time. Now, if you're listening to this and you massively disagree with what I'm saying, that, you know, I, I frankly don't care how you feel about gay marriage. If you're listening to this, like, it's not a conversation. I'm, I'm not trying to start a conversation about gay marriage. I'm not trying to start a conversation about politics. I'm not trying to con- start a conversation about anything like that. I'm trying to have a conversation about respecting everybody. When we don't have respect for one another, which includes like the words that you choose to say, I think we're just downhill from there. So I think we need to show up as the best versions of ourselves and be cognizant of others in the room. Be cognizant of everyone feeling safe and comfortable because you can't do big things if you feel unsafe or uncomfortable you can't lead a great team you can't uh, you just you're gonna struggle to make a real change in the world if you're just making people feel unsafe right oh sorry 
I'm still emotional about this one. I'm still feeling it. It only happened four hours ago. I'm not surprised. <laughs> okay. The takeaway that I hope that you apply is no matter what it is that you're feeling anxious about, uh, no matter what the scenario is that you feel that you need to take courage in, if you can mentally rehearse and prepare for it, I think do it. Talk to yourself. Have that conversation with yourself of like, what would I say in this scenario? What would I say in that scenario? It's like when you like, I whenever I've had an interview, I have literally sat in a room and talked to myself and talked to the questions, my answers to those questions out loud. You know, the whole way home, I thought, what would I say differently next time? I ran it again and again and again through my head. You know, if you have to have a hard conversation with your spouse or your child or a coworker or uh, your boss, like mentally prepare for those things and rehearse them as much as you can. Because then you can, in the moment, the level of panic isn't as high. It's not as strong, right? Because that's what I went through today. I went through the series, like I said, I felt like I blacked out at one moment because I was just so taken aback, so shocked, so upset. And I, I do think to myself, well, maybe the woman who said those words, maybe she felt upset and unsafe and whatever from that talk. And I have a tiny bit of compassion for that. But I also feel it doesn't personally affect you. Now, her conversation personally affected me because I have people in my life who are LGBTQ. I have people in my life that identify differently, that are just as deserving of love and respect. And so I felt like I failed them today. But I take courage because I won't do that again. I won't make the same mistake. I won't I won't be silent next time. I will have the words. So I'm really sorry if this was a bit of a downer for you today. But we all go through hard things. We all go through hard things. We have to have hard conversations. We have to engage with people who are challenging. (laughs) And one of the strategies that I talk to my clients and I do for myself is mental rehearsal. And I think you will gain value from trying it because you're going to show up differently next time. So thank you so much for listening. I don't have show notes for today because this is literally just me talking. It was not written out in advance. (laughs) I wish you all a fantastic week and I will connect with you next week when we have Katrina High talking about her experience with endometriosis and infertility. It's a really fascinating conversation about how she deals with chronic stress. I know that you'll get a lot from it. 
If you're in Calgary, I just want to let you know about two events that I've got coming up on February 5th. I'm doing a second round of the vision board workshop within her circle. It's called Create and Cultivate 2020 if you're on Eventbrite. Uh, again, February 5th, there's a drink included with that uh, ticket cost. And then on February 8th, I'm joining with Morgan Craig Broadwith to do an introduction to meditation and mindfulness. So if you've ever wanted to build, create more clarity and, and mental space in your life, this is going to be an incredible event for you. I think you'll really enjoy it. And yes, thank you for your time today. Thank you for your compassion. Thank you for trying to make yourself and the world a better place. Much love. Bye.